All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Strength Academy Podcast. Mundo here. Once again, I'm joined by Grayson. How's it going, everybody? And uh, we have been experiencing a realm of new uh, things in the past couple of weeks with uh, the advent of the novel coronavirus, the COVID-19. It's kind of been sweeping across our country and across the globe. I think the only place that hasn't hit yet is Antarctica. And um, everywhere else has had experience uh, with some cases um, the volume's different in different areas, but like weightlifting has been affected by this in, in its entirety. And I think a little bit of what we wanted to talk about today kind of encompasses what's happening in the weightlifting community, uh, keeping you a little bit up to date on some of that stuff, what our people are doing here, um, how the home transi- the transition to home gyms are working out, and what we're trying to help people do in the meantime while they're not in the gym. And um, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but in the meantime, let's just try to stick together and do our best to try to make things work the best we can. But um, let's talk a little bit about the IOC and their decision to postpone the Olympics and how that affects some of the athletes that are going to go, especially like weightlifters and, and what that toll takes on your body. Because if you think about it, for four years, these athletes have been trying to peak for a quad, right? The quad is the four years that, that is in between the Olympic Games. So 2020 was supposed to be the next Olympic Games. There's a lot of athletes trying to peak for this this quad, trying to peak for 2020 games. And unfortunately, the IOC is kind of on track to postpone the Olympics to next year. So another year in, of training in, in its entirety. So if you were trying to develop a program for these athletes or you were trying to think about that, like how would that you think that would affect them? Well, I mean, I can kind of see it from a couple different directions, but I think that... Uh one correction is I think the IOC did indeed postpone. Oh, they did postpone. Yeah, it. I saw okay. that uh, this morning. Okay. So they did indeed push that back. It'll be 2021. Now the the issue here is that everybody was kind of coming into the final stretch, the final push. This was the last couple of months. Yeah. So they were all getting ready for Pan Ams, which would be the last big event, and then going into the Olympics. So I imagine that, you know, if if I was a coach during this time, it would kind of be like a mandatory kind of step backwards almost. Like you'd almost have to, well, especially with access to facilities and uh, not being able to coach in person. Sure. Like you might just kind of have to say, all right, well, we're just going to back off and fix, you know, everybody's got some lagging area. So maybe it's take a little extra time to do some core work. And then once things get back to normal, but what remains to be seen and what, what will be interesting to see is if uh, how it's going to impact the rules in regards to rugby points, where how many times do you have to compete per, you know, right. so are they going to stretch, are they going to keep the points where they're at, or will there be two or three more big competitions where you have to score even more points over the next year? And I think that's going to be the really interesting part is to see how many more big competitions people have to do before that 2021 olympics now yeah and just keep in mind that i think the roby points just apply to weightlifting none of the other uh, uh no, all track other and sports. field and all those other sports don't use those kind of systems or if they do they use a different type of system so um you know if you've been rooting for anybody to get to the olympics this is kind of like a little bit of a downer but um it might open the door of possibilities for some other people that probably weren't ready for this Olympics, but might be ready with just another year of training under their belt. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, how those point totals change and who uh, is able to... I think that a big part of this is going to be testing the resiliency 
on the mental side because I think that you can you can adjust training and say okay well now we're going to go a little lighter for this right. two months that we're all not allowed to leave our houses or however long this is going to be and then kind of build back up and hit you know one or two more competitions before hitting the Olympics again but I think what's going to be really hard for a lot of athletes is just that they've been mentally preparing for this and to you know like we talked about last episode with setbacks right. um, how people respond to this delay of the Olympics when they thought they were going to be going this summer, but now they'll be going next summer. It's going to be really, I think that's where it's going to, going to maybe shake some people loose is, uh, you know, if you're, if you were already like feeling tired and burned out leading up to this, stretching that out for another year might, might be really hard for some people. Yeah. Um, I I can, I can understand that from a, from an athlete's standpoint, you get so much preparation in for a competition and then all of a sudden it's postponed or it gets canceled and pushed back and you're just like, oh, I just want it to be over with. I wanted this training cycle to kind of like peak already. I kind of want it. My body's just trashed. I kind of like, I, I know I'm ready for it, but I also need a break like afterward. So well, now usually they take, you know, yeah, six months off. A yeah, year exactly. Off. So like, and, and how does that affect? So now instead of a quad, you're training like a five, five years in a row. And so, like, um, I don't know how far in advance some of the coaches that have athletes that are going to the Olympics plan out their training. But if you've been peaking this athlete for the Olympics and it's this year in a few months and then all of a sudden it's next year, like, uh, that's that's got to be frustrating. And, and it's got to be very hard on the athlete as well. Like, I, I understand both aspects of it. So it's 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 a hard decision to make. Um, but under the circumstances, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a test for those guys. Um, it'll be, I'm sure a test for those coaches, um, who are kind of programming in these big four year swings. Right. You know, we, we typically are, are working in the, you know, where are we going to be next year? What's our important meet this year? Right. But when you're making those long, long four year plans, um, it's gotta be, I'd be interested to talk to, you know, Amy Everett or any of these other people that are kind of coaching these higher level folks and seeing what their what their strategy is and I'm sure they'll be releasing some information about that um, as things continue on uh, but yeah it's it's wild man yeah it's wild. it really and is with everybody kind of getting these uh, we just got our stay-at-home order uh, yesterday so now all non-essential businesses in New Mexico are shut down and I know that we're kind of late to the party as far as that goes there's a lot of you know california has been locked down for a week so is new york and it looks like more and more of that is happening so yeah um, and we're we're we didn't get necessarily like a lockdown order we got us an order to stay at home by the governor which is kind of a little bit different but they did emphasize that there would be civil penalties and things like that for people that aren't staying at home and things like that so um we, yeah. we just basically had to transition all our athletes to home gyms. And so we're still figuring out how to help them get their training done and help them accomplish their goals, even though they're not able to be here in the gym. And um, it's, it's been a challenge for sure, but I, Grayson's stepped, you know, stepped up to that challenge, and I think he's doing a, a good job of getting the athletes what they need, even though they don't have all the equipment they need in their houses. Yeah, so this, this might be kind of an interesting uh, thing. So... For our people that do have access to plates and platforms in their garages, um, they're they're pretty much sticking to training as usual. 
Um, there's a few people that have less than ideal surfaces, so we're probably going to have to make some adjustments to how much weight we're trying to do. Um, maybe shift to more of a you know squat program, you know something to kind of get through that. Yeah. Um, for people that have good platforms, you know they're still. Um, we had a couple people hit some PRs this week in their garages, so that was really nice. And then for the bulk of our folks, um, you know we encourage them to bring a PVC pipe home. And uh, we're putting together uh, kind of a five-day at-home workout program. Um, if you're looking for, for stuff to keep you moving while you're at home, uh, I know USAW is putting up a daily workout, as is Greg Everett at Catalyst yeah. Athletics. We aren't really publishing ours on the, on the Instagram, but if you guys are a listener to the podcast and you're not a member of the gym, feel free to send us an email at asaweightlifting at gmail.com, and you guys can get on... Um, our kind of five-day home workout program. Um, but I think that, you know, the things that I wanted to talk about with in regards to what you have to do while you're at home is one of the most important things is when you're doing technique work with an empty, you know, like with a PVC pipe or a broom, right? There's, it's going to be easy to not do things intently, right? So, you know, if we're doing, you know, a long complex of, you know, PVC pipe movements, it's going to be pretty easy to, to kind of sandbag them, right? So if you're yeah. snatching a PVC pipe, make sure that you're still trying to be fast, even though you're not going to actually have to move very far. Make sure that you're still trying to be stable and rigid because it's really easy to do some overhead squats with a loose core with a PVC pipe. Yeah, know? right. Yeah, because there's not but, that overhead uh, resistance. Yeah, so I mean, how you do your technique work with nothing will really impact whether or not you get anything out of it. Yeah. Um, so you've got to make sure that you're kind of trying to stay in it, really holding those catch positions, pausing those squats maybe, um, and just generally trying to, you yeah. know, be as, it feels silly too. I mean, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm recording some demo videos uh, that are up on our newly launched YouTube channel. So we'll, We'll have some demo videos. If you are following along with our workouts, uh, you can get little descriptions of them there. And even, you know, filming, it's like, I feel kind of silly doing doing just empty empty PVC stuff. But I think, uh, you know, if you're really diligent with it, you can, you can still keep some of the movement fresh. It almost feels like weightlifting. And then taking this time to really, you know, tackle body weight movements. And one of the things that, you know, we're trying to emphasize with this is it's not just a let's get sore and tag each other and doing 10 push-ups, you know? Sure, yeah. So these at-home workouts that we're building, you know, are really about trying to improve the quality of your body weight movements. Because I think that if you're able to kind of take some challenging single leg stuff or, you know, be really precise and feel your balance during your lunges or really work on perfect core positioning on your push-ups, those are areas that kind of transfer over just to being able to move better. So if you're using, you know, these at-home workouts, make sure that you're not just trying to do a hundred squats so that you feel tired. Right. Yeah. But that you're, you know, using this time to say, okay, well, maybe I have a harder time squatting barefoot than I do in my weightlifting shoes. So all of my squats and leg work, I'm going to do barefoot for this time period, and really try to just be master that ability to sit low in that squat. Because if you're training at home. You know, you can try to pick up your dog and do squats, but they're not going to like it. No. And uh, no, if you're just sure. kind of like gassing yourself, trying to make yourself tired, 
I guess it's it all comes back to the the classic, you know, you still want to be training versus just exercising. Yeah. So like the workouts that you're doing week to week, you want to try to pick a couple of body weight things and then progress them and try to make them harder um, and try to really master them and then switch gears every couple of weeks. You don't want to do entirely random stuff or just a bunch of burpees to yeah, well, see if you can do it. You and know? I think that's the difference between exercise and training though, right? Is like exercising is just moving around for the sake of moving around. There's no really, I mean, there can be structure to it and things like that. Like you can go to a CrossFit class and get some exercise in, but that's not really training. Training is when you're moving toward a goal and you have like a set way of building on the last things that you were working on, right? So like there's more structure to it. There's more advancement possible. Like the, the idea is to get better at it, not just flail around for like 30 seconds. Exactly. Or and, that's a, a minute. and that's a mindset thing yeah. where it's when you're doing your lunges at home or you're doing your big just body weight squat workout, are you doing squats or are you trying to make each squat better than the last squat? Right, so yeah. trying to really be focused on the quality of your movements can really help boost those at-home workout programs um, and kind of make sure that you're getting the most out of them, whether you're following ours or Catalysts or anybody's, um, you know, making sure that you're still getting, you know, a focus on technique and quality because yeah. they're, you know, body weight exercises are easily, I think, the most technically abused exercises they definitely are I, I would say that i've seen some pretty gross push-ups and like pretty terrible air squats like i've, I've seen a good portion of those things yeah and it's you know with air squats especially it's if you try to do them slow and controlled it's like way harder than <laughs> than you know uh yeah and like keeping your balance and if you're really focusing on those little important movement quality aspects i think it'll go a long way and um i looked it up and it seems like most of these stay at home orders um do not bar people from getting outside yeah so one of the things that i've included in our at-home workouts is kind of a stretching routine for the morning and then just having people go walk a couple of miles. And I know that since I, we've been locked down since last week, we had to close the gym and all right. that. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to get outside and walk a lot more. Um, some of my favorite walking activities are just as you're walking around, look for cool clouds. It sounds <laughs> yeah. weird, but like I found that this is, this is kind of a side thing, but I've been looking up a lot more. And by that, I mean just when I'm, you know, whenever I'm out walking the dog or something, I try to, you know, actually look up at the sky a little bit more often. Pay attention to the sky. And I notice that it makes a difference in my mood if I just occasionally, like, stop to look at a blue sky or watch the clouds interact or watch a sunset. Like, these sort of things that we don't really have anything to do. Um, You probably don't want to spend all your time watching Netflix. So if you can get out and walk for an hour... And just kind of, you know, look for, you know, it's spring, look for budding flowers, look for nature stuff, like try to see how many different kinds of birds you can see. You can come up with all kinds of games that uh, I think are kind of de-stressing where, uh, not distressing, but Um, (laughs) de-stressing. But, you know, you, you can kind of find these ways to, you know, try to keep your mind off of it, off of whatever it is that's going on. Because so much of 
this lockdown and you know virus spreading is totally outside of our control right. other than the limited things like washing your hands and not hanging out and when you're always inundated with constant apple news updates and your phone's just going off telling you the latest bad news right it's easy to get caught up in that and then it's also easy to get sucked into your tv especially if like you can't work from home but you are at home or if you were laid off and i think that uh so i'm really trying to encourage our folks to you know get outside a little bit you know still maintain your distance from people follow those instructions but you know getting some getting some sun yeah is is really nice and then uh you know, I've been taking the opportunity to try to, you know, meditate a little bit longer than usual. And I thought of a really great, well, we'll see if it's great. But I like this analogy a lot where I think that the word meditate is sometimes like intimidating to people. Where mm-hmm. They feel like they have to be doing something. So the way I want to try to phrase it is you ever seen like, I noticed this the other day. I let my dog out into the backyard. Okay. And she went and found a sunny spot and just laid down in the sun for like 20 minutes and did nothing. Oh, okay. So just be a dog in the sun. <laughs> okay. You don't have to try to do anything. You don't have to sit a certain way. Sure. Just like try to have a relax, like find a nice sunny patch inside your house and just kind of feel the sun and hang out and be a dog in the yard because they... They seem pretty relaxed when they're out there. Yeah, they, you know, it's like watching a cat take pretty, a nap. You're like, man, I just wish I could be that relaxed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how do you sleep through all this? Like, I, I remember this past weekend, I uh, I wasn't feeling too well. Um, I think I was just dehydrated because I ha- being home sets me out of my schedule, and I think I had a, I have a harder time staying on track, eating, dehydrating, or staying hydrated and things like that. And I was really dehydrated on Sunday, and uh, I was just thinking about why the cat can sleep for 18 hours a day and be totally fine, but if I tried to do the same thing, like my head would just pound, like I would have a terrible headache. And uh, the more I tried to lay down and try to just recover from it, the worse I felt. So then getting up and moving around and drinking some you know, some electrolytes and things like that kind of helped. But it's just like getting getting yourself into a routine, and especially with these at-home workouts, y'all. When, when you guys do these things, try to set up the same routine that you would do at the gym. Start your warm-up the same way. Come in, come into your garage or wherever your workout room. Some people have, like, a room in their house that they have set up platforms in. But, like, wherever your, your stuff is at, like, try to, try to approach it the same way as if you were training for that day. Um, and that really helps out a lot. I think sometimes people – they have it in their house and it's just like I'd rather be doing something else like I'd rather be on the couch or I'd rather be doing this stuff and I don't fault anybody for that at all because I know what that's like but if you're going to train at home and I'm saying this because people are training at home they're still continuing to do weightlifting and things that are difficult at home um, make sure that you try to approach it in the same way you would in any other training day like approach the warm-up the same way stay hydrated make sure you eat enough Um, just do the things you normally would if you were regularly training at the gym yeah, I mean, what you said about uh, routine disruption, I know that we've we've done several podcast episodes about the importance of having a routine yeah. and that you and I are kind of very, we kind of like to have the same schedule week yeah. to week and day to day. Um, and I think that's been the hardest part for me is I've found myself being kind of feeling irritable or restless or kind of frazzled just because 
my usual, mm-hmm. you know, daily routine has been out of whack. Cause yeah. usually it's get up and have coffee, right. work on the computer a little bit, coach for a few hours, work out, coach again, and not really having, I think that I didn't realize how much I valued the in-person interactions that I get every day at the gym. Right. Yeah. Cause like yesterday I was just home by myself filming warm-up videos and stuff and you know trying to you know get some work done on the computer and by the end of the day I just felt really restless and like uncomfortable and kind of melancholy because it was like you know I'm used to interacting with you know 20 to 30 people coming through the gym and I get to see everybody and yeah check in with them and you know we're we're all, you know, good friends here at the gym. So like, it's like, oh, hey, how was work? You know, like, and I miss, like, it's only been a week and a half, and I already really miss seeing everybody. Yeah, like, we're we're a community. We're definitely a community of people, and we we share this common interest, and we have that that common ground with it. And you know, it's it's difficult not seeing them every day. Like, I I was wondering what some people are up to, and you know, some people don't post as much like I'm not the kind of person that posts a lot on in social media and stuff like that so like you wouldn't know what I'm up to unless you actually tried to contact me so like you won't you won't hear from me in the next two or three weeks if, if, if you're hoping for a social media post from me like you might get a joke here or there on Instagram but other than that like I won't tell you what I'm up to like you you either I either see you every day or, I, or I'm not gonna like talk to the very many people so like that's for my personal interaction it all came from the gym so like all the people that I care about and that I talk to and and I see every day are here at the at the facility and it's kind of hard seeing everything kind of just shut down and then all those people are gone like, yeah out of out, there's just out like in, in the world like they're gone <laughs> yeah it's uh you know it's definitely one of those things that you know you can use it as a it's like okay well what what stuff do you miss right you know when you're not allowed to do anything sure. and you know it, not that i needed much more confirmation but you know coaching people in person is like my favorite thing to do yeah. and when i'm not allowed to do it it's very it's very frustrating and um so we're trying with with some of our folks um to to make it over to their home gyms every now and then to say hi. Uh, we'll see how much of that we keep up with with this advisement. Yeah, not to not gonna, to really leave yeah, anywhere. Yeah, we're going to be able to do that. Because as much as I want to do it, I worry that it's not the ethical, responsible thing to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Where like I would really love to like make it out to people's places a lot all the time, but you know it's it's one of those things where like this might just be the the thing that I have to suck up and, and figure out how to, you know, so, yeah. so I'm, so that's why we know we started the YouTube channel because then we can, you know, at least talk to people about what they're doing for, yeah, sure. for their workouts and, for you sure. know, still get some interaction that way. But it's, uh, it's definitely going to be a challenge for me. Um, I'm realizing more and more now. So I have to start, you know, rebuilding my routines and reassessing the stuff that I'm going to do. So may, so it's instead of, coming in and coaching in the morning, it's watching videos people have uploaded and, um, you know, just trying to stay in touch with people through texts throughout the day, see how they're doing, check in with everybody. But it's, uh, there's, it's definitely no, no substitute for, for being able to see everyone in person. Yeah. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to when we get to do that again. So if you guys are listening, we miss you. And, uh, 
we'll be we'll be back as soon as we're as soon as we're able. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I think uh, one of the challenges for the home workouts, kind of turning around and going back to that, is there's always more distractions at home. Oh yeah, that's what I was t- saying. And like, there's just more distractions at home. I think that's what keeps like. It's hard to, because even we uh, we visited one of our athletes' garage gyms this past weekend, um, before the stay home order, and then uh, we watched them train for a little bit, and I could I could see like they were motivated to do what they were training for that day, and but I could also tell that it's like being home kind of like ah. Uh, they're they're around more familiar things. There's more distractions. The dog, like if they have pets or if they have like siblings or or parents or or other people in the house, like you know those people can become distractions or those things can become distractions. So or it's you're like, tempted to do two things at once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're so, like, yeah. I, can, I can keep watching TV while I do my air squats. Right. Yeah. Or you know the big one that I'm trying to encourage people uh, to try to have a little more focus with is on those kind of long mobility focused days where we're just stretching for 20 minutes and then being a dog in the sun, you know, uh, not listening to music or watching TV during your stretching sessions, just really trying to be fully in that thing that you're doing. Um, I think helps people relax because the problem I have is, you know, when you're at home, it's, you know, the, I think a great example is that if you're if you're at home and you're supposed to be working on something, right? And you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write this up. And you're clacking away. And then all of a sudden, you notice that your kitchen table's a little dirty. So then you start organizing. And then you start procrastination cleaning. Yeah. And then you're kind of trying to go back and forth between work and cleaning. And then, oh, I didn't pay attention to this section of the podcast. And you rewind it. Or you're, you're <laughs> yeah. watching TV. And then all of a sudden, you, you're so fragmented um, that I don't know maybe making work zones or training zones where it's like okay I I work out in this room and I do my paperwork in this room and then I can do whatever I want in this room yeah yeah so maybe like dividing your house up into zones might be a good option that's especially true if you have a gym in your actual garage like just decide bring everything you need out there bring all your like bring your gym bag out there bring all your training equipment bring a snack and something to drink and then just stay in that area for the entirety of your your session, right? It's like don't go back and forth in between like the house and, and do other stuff. Like just just like if you were training at the gym, like you wouldn't be coming and going like every ten minutes like out the door. Like that's really annoying and distracting. Um, so like just kind of think about that same mentality while you're training in your gyms. It's like I'm I'm here for this training session. I'm going to be here for this amount of time. I have all my stuff. Like I'm going to get it done. And that, that helps me, like, that helps me get things done. Like, when I have everything that I need in one place and I know that I'm going to be sitting here working on this thing for a certain amount of time, then I have a better idea of how I can stay focused and stay on track as opposed to, like, letting myself get distracted by all these extraneous things. It's the same idea as, you know, when we encourage people who are easily distracted to put their phone in a bucket yeah, or exactly. put it on airplane mode for yep. the workout. It's the same kind of thing, and uh, you just have to be extra diligent uh, when you're at home because you know there's more stuff to distract you and uh, you know I think you know both of us have kind of ran into this where when you're kind of distressed and you're kind of upset because you don't get to do what you want to do and uh, or, or you're just not even maybe not even that you're just out of your routine so everything just seems like chaos 
Yeah, right? it's and very it's, hard it's, to get motivated. Yeah, it's real hard to get motivated. And uh, I've, I've been taking college classes and like being out of my routine just threw everything out of balance. Even with my college classes, they're online now. So um, yeah, that's been hard because like I have to sit down and treat it like I have to sp- portion out this time that I'm going to dedicate to doing this. Otherwise, I'll just keep getting distracted and I'll just keep like procrastinating on it. So I got to find a way to figure that out for myself, just like everybody else is figuring out things that they're going to do at home. So, like, we're all in this together, y'all. We really are. Like, we're literally all stuck at home. Um, the few people that are out working, um, they're holding society together, I think. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting to see, you know, like, oh, man, you don't really think about how essential people who work in supermarkets are. Yeah. But they're absolutely essential. And I think that, you know, we might have griped about this last week, but it's really weird to see how unkind and selfish people are when faced with a distressing situation. Yeah. and, and And specifically what I mean is that, like, buying more stuff than you need at this point is... Is it is ruining somebody else's day? Yeah, buying that much toilet paper has really cost a lot of people. And like you know, we you can make jokes about how you're gonna buy a bidet on Amazon, but like at the end of the day, if you run out of toilet paper, your day is terrible. <laughs> you yeah. know, even if you solve that problem with a detachable shower head, your day is ruined. <laughs> and like the fact that people are just you know out buying ev- like the store shelves are just bare yeah it took me since this whole thing started just now i found a loaf of bread one day and i was like yeah bread and it's like whoa i'm excited that i found a loaf of bread yeah this is wild and yeah you know i think that people are just yeah like i i ran out of toilet paper on sunday and uh so like I had to borrow some from the gym because the gym still had some, and now like that's that's it. Like there's no toilet paper anywhere. I don't understand where it went. Like uh, that, I think I was thinking about this the other day too, and I was talking to Grayson about the Dark Knight and how the Joker kind of brings up the point of like if you in if you introduce anarchy, people are going to behave in the most savage ways, right? They're going to behave in the most selfish, savage ways, and. Right now, a little bit of anarchy has been introduced into society, and, and people have kind of shown their true colors, you know? So all a little bit of that, not everybody, but I, I think there is a lot of people that are out there just saying, like, oh, it's, mo- it's all about me. It's all about, like, what, I'm, as long as I'm taken care of, right? And, and that's where that stems from is that hoarding and, and uh, some of that selfish, like, buying panic behavior. Um, it's not necessary because, like, what are you going to do with a pallet of toilet paper after like we're allowed after all the stores are restocked in a month like yeah you know it might be the short-term thing it might be the long-term thing but like if, if really if you bought a pallet of costco toilet paper and you have it sitting in your garage it's like good for you i guess <laughs> well but also if you if you bought stuff at the normal rate that you buy stuff we wouldn't have the shortage like yeah uh, somebody you know phrased it this way the other day and that like scarcity is an illusion. It is an illusion. There's plenty of stuff. It's just the people that are hoarding things is is what's what's impacting that. And it's gotten to the point that 
grocery stores are here in Albuquerque are having to open an hour earlier just for people people over 60 so that like people on social security with no income aren't left scrounging for things yeah you know? I mean, if you think about the people that get paid things like social security or they're on um, some kind of pension or things like that they get paid at the beginning of the month this happened in the middle of the month they didn't have time to prepare and get all their stuff in order and get a bunch of groceries or get all, hoard all the toilet paper like they didn't get that opportunity they're having to catch up or they're stuck with this situation that we're in right now where there's nothing on the shelves and what are they going to you know, buy when, when the money does come in for them. So it's like, for me, that's like a letdown. Humanity kind of is like, guys, we can, I thought we were better than this by this point, but I guess not. And like, for me, it, it just shows that when I go to the store, I need to be more mindful of just getting the things that I need even right now. Right. Cause I can still choose to hoard a bunch of stuff if I needed, if I wanted to, but like it, it doesn't make me any more secure by having all this bread in my house that's gonna expire in two weeks or gonna get moldy in two weeks anyway. Like, I'm not gonna be able to eat all that bread. So, like, milk is another thing that expires in, like, seven days after you open it. So, like, why are you buying seven gallons of milk? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just sad that the the people that are hardest hit by this whole thing are the people that live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. People on Social Security get paid once a month food service workers, people who, you know, work part-time jobs in the service industry, that whole sector is just crushed right now. Yeah. And, you know, so the people that are hoarding are not the people that are at risk of running out of stuff. The people at risk of running out of stuff are the people that are that are broke and laid off. Yeah. You know, the people that only get paid once a month. Like these sort of things make a pretty big impact on just whether they're going to make it to the next month without you know yeah and don't don't try to like i hate the argument of like oh well they should have had savings saved up well like what about the airline industry shouldn't they have had savings saved up like maybe they're poorly managed they don't have any savings they got government's got to bail them out so like now we're in this in this blame game thing where it's just like well people should have saved money right they should have had money in savings or maybe they should have stocked up on stuff beforehand yeah but like None of these corporations are doing any of that stuff and the government's just going to bail them out and they're going to get, you know, probably awesome stock options at the end of the year. Well, and I mean, it's all well and good to say you should have had savings, but when you make $800 a month and your bills are $790 a month, yeah. there's not really a lot of wiggle room and saying, why don't you have a better job or a better education yeah, yeah. isn't really a, you're not offering a solution. Yeah, it's not very helpful at <laughs> You <all>. know? <laughs> it's not very helpful. So, we're I going, mean, I know we're going on a little bit of a rant here, but like, what else, are, is, uh, what else are we got? We got time. <laughs> we got time on our hands. But like, I just, I just, so like, I've, I've been telling Grayson that I don't usually pay attention to the news exclusively, like, or, or anything very, like, I, I, I pay attention broadly. Like, I, I don't narrow in on anything specific. But, like, this thing has been very specific, and it's had a very broad outcome. So, like, I've been keeping, you know, some tabs on the financial markets and some of the way that it's spreading around the globe and some of the other countries that have experienced it. And it's just, like, I think that the approach that we're taking now is kind of like an at last ditch effort before it just like gets out of hand because if if we don't get a handle on the way the virus is spreading in the 
the rate that it spreads at is very quick. Um, it could have detrimental effects on our society, like even more. Like this is just this is just like the tip of the iceberg for me. Like that's what I, because I, I, I get different variations of. That's where my you know, I think like, like yeah, that's ah, maybe we're just at the tip of the iceberg for this thing. So um, the idea is just you know we need to realize that we're all in this together. Like we're all in the same boat, guys. Like if we're just pushing people off the boat. It's it's not helping anybody. It's not going to make things any better for anybody. And like for me, um, my training, my my business, my you know my whole outlook on life has just been turned upside down from this thing. Like I I'm single and I'm still trying to to date, and that's like impossible to do now because like who wants to? You can't go anywhere. You can't meet anybody anywhere. It's just like, what are you supposed to do? Like, how, how is that supposed to progress? So, like, the whole, my whole life is just stopped in its tracks. So, like, the gym's shut down. My training is, is going okay, but I'm going to have to start doing some of it at home. Um, some of it, like, I can probably still do in the gym while I'm here cleaning or, you know, working working out after cleaning or working out and then cleaning and then maybe doing some gym maintenance and repair stuff that we've talked about. Um, but, like... For the most part, like this has been a complete disruption of, of the way that I, I live my life, and I I think that it's been like that for some other people as well. Some people have been laid off. Some people have been, um, you know, they've lost a family member possibly because of this, um, getting sick. So it's just like, and some people don't take it seriously, and I I don't know. It's just it's just disappointing sometimes. Yeah, and it's it's hard for me because like you know I I try to be ever the optimist, um, and so it's kind of hard for you know it's like where's that balance between taking things seriously and not panicking unnecessarily? Right. Yeah, exactly. And threading exactly. that needle is really hard because you want to be, you know, doing your civic duty, which right now is to just not spread things around to other people. Right. right? The best thing that we can do for our parents who are all in the risk range, you know, uh, is, is to just, you know, wash your hands and not go anywhere. And, but what comes with that is the feeling of there isn't anything I can do about this itself brings its own brand of anxiety with right. it. Yeah. where, cause it, it's, it's, this is serious. It's happening. And you're helpless to do anything about it right. other than don't see anyone. So you're kind of putting yourself into this situation where, you know, if this keeps up another three weeks, people's mental health is going to start to deteriorate. Yeah. Like it's going to be hard because uh, you can't see anybody. Right. Because otherwise that's dangerous. But then you're just at home sitting in anxiety soup and just like marinating and brazing yourself in the news so i mean i don't know i'm, I'm trying I, I haven't been well, keeping up with the news as much as i usually do because it's just all bad news. it is yeah <laughs> it is all bad news and that's the thing is like you look at any kind of news article and it's all bad news like nothing there's nothing good i mean there is some good stuff like i uh, there's this instagram account that i do follow it's called tanks good news and he does offer some like shining bright spots even though things are not great right now but like there's a lot of good stuff like people there was one guy that was hoarding n95 masks which belonged to the medical community in my opinion um and they arrested that dude and then donated the masks so like that's 
That's good That's news. Good. That's good news. Like I'm glad that dude got arrested because he shouldn't be hoarding those masks. Like he doesn't need them. Um, and if you're doing that at home, you don't need those either. So, so if you if you have any, like get them to the medical community because those people need them more than than the the average. Like I saw somebody with a mask in Smith's the other day, like mask and gloves and, and covered like head to toe almost. Like not in a bunny suit, but like basically a mask, a beanie, gloves, like pretty much like. They were going outside for winter weather, but with gloves and a mask on. Yeah, I mean, the, the number of people that I've seen, like, with scarves over their whole face wearing rubber gloves in a Walgreens. So, you know, what I want to try to do and encourage everybody to do is take it seriously. But just remember that the CDC has said that masks don't really prevent this. Uh, yeah. Wearing gloves is fine, but as effective as washing your hands so so do the little basic things but but try not to be the person walking around like a mummy because because i think you know that's that unnecessary worry right yeah yeah like that person is panicking to a point that they're making themselves miserable by trying to have more control well, I you saw know, like you're struggling yeah. to hold on to this thing that you can't hold right. on to. I think that's what it is. And I think uh, that same type of mentality is evident because I saw a person driving on the way here um, with a bandana on with the windows down. It's like, why, why do you even have the windows down? Like, what's the point of like the bandana? But well, like, also that, you know, just doesn't even make sense no it doesn't make sense like the virus doesn't travel for miles no you know it's it's a six foot area around a person who's infected right right? yeah so yeah it's 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 really interesting and like albuquerque the people that live in albuquerque like sometimes they don't strike me as the brightest folks but like even now it's just like well they're really they're really showing their level of uh, intelligence out here well, and I mean, Sometimes. but the, the thing is, is that, you know, if we're lucky in that we know a lot of people that work in healthcare, a lot of yeah. our gym members are PTAs and nurses and, you know, right. you know, people who work in that field sure. and, um, EMTs, that sort of stuff, you know, and we're lucky in that, you know, like we've had some public, like I've taken some public health classes, like we we're better educated about how this stuff works. But if your only access to this is everyone on MSNBC screaming and losing their minds, you're going to like, again, it's, it's that fine line between this is a serious thing we need to consider, but you stressing out and panicking in your house isn't really helping the situation at all. And it's certainly not helping your situation. No, no, that's true. No, that's a good point. It's just like... I think that's why, um, and I've been slacking. I'll be honest with y'all. I've been slacking on my meditation, and it, it really does make a difference. Because like when I when I do it, I feel more calm. I feel more centered, more uh, more ready to tackle the day and the things that happen or don't happen during the day. And I think that when I lack that that exercise or that practice in my life, I think that it just tends to be more chaotic and more anxiety prone because like I don't control the flow of my thoughts as well like i don't like i'm not as observable observant and mindful of those thoughts so this there's just chaos just pulling my attention in all these different directions so i think i i really got to double down on um 
making sure I make time to make that practice part of part of a daily routine. And like I said, it, it's been hard because I don't have a daily routine anymore because I'm just at home, and it's it's been difficult. So like I'm gonna have to set up my own my own routine. Like it's and and that's something that I struggle with. And I think that part of what I love being about in the in the military was that I had a set routine. I knew where I had to be every day. I knew where I had to what I had to dress in, I knew how I you know, had to behave, and I knew what my responsibilities were, everything was laid out, it was all simple. Now, like, it's all on me. And it's a little bit harder to do, but I'm, I'm sure I'll figure it out. And I mean, this is a, a total tangent, but did, that was one of the things that when I got out of the military, I struggled with the most. Yeah. Was, you know, and I was I was only in for a few years. I think you were in. I was in for 12. Double, yeah, I was yeah, in for triple, 12 years. Yeah. Triple what I was. And, um, you know, even after that shorter time, it was, you get out and then you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't, like, just not, like, it sounds weird, but even as simple as not knowing what you're supposed to wear that day. Or like, oh, I don't actually have something I have to to do today. Yeah. What do I do when I have when I have a choice? Right. And uh, you know that's sort of the same feeling that I'm getting here, where it's just like, oh well, now, now what? Yeah. Now um, what? Yeah. And I think that you know that's it's sort of a similar feeling in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the if if there's any advice that I would give to myself during this situation is that find find a new routine, set up a new routine. Whether that's getting up at a specific time, going to bed at a certain time, planning certain activities, scheduling them out. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to plan out every second of your day, but like just have a, a similar thing where you do it every day. And that, that helps break up the monotony. It helps keep your sanity and it'll help you stay more productive. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I would say that the tagging onto that would be monitor your social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to be easy to fall into that Facebook hole. Um, I remember I, I saw somebody posted some little quippy meme thing, or maybe it was a Twitter snapshot or something. But it was just, you know, I, I found my quarantine uh, schedule. It's uh, wake up at 10, <laughs> check my phone till 2 in the morning, and go to sleep. Yeah. And that's what you want to avoid. That's is, definitely is not like, what you wanted. Yeah. Like, you, you know, want to avoid find, find something that makes you feel. Like you at least did something. If it's you know cleaning a room in your house or going for a walk, getting outside, uh, playing with your dog more. Yeah, we're not saying you some... shouldn't do that. Like we're not telling you what to do. We're just saying it might not be the best idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's definitely uh, you're just going to be exposed to more and more people who are really panicked and making little yeah. panicky Instagram videos, um, or you're going to be forced to do push-ups. Now yeah. this is this is <laughs> another tangent alert. Um, if somebody is tagging you to do push-ups oh or handstand push-ups on Instagram, warm warm up first. I made this mistake and attempted to do some handstand push-ups cold and pulled the trap. So if you're gonna do a little challenge workout. At least do some arm circles before you before you before you do your push-ups. <laughs> Don't just jump on the Still warm up. Still warm up. It's just ten, but do a little bit of moving around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hard adjustment for all of us. Um, I'm really thankful for the community of people that we have. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that are that are sticking with us as we're doing these at home workouts. 
and are trying to keep their technique sharp and are staying focused on the, the goal of improving their lifts. Like, I'm, I'm really happy that we have them. And I think that, you know, if you use this as an opportunity to kind of practice some sort of gratefulness mm. where you're kind of like, okay, well, what am I still like? What's still good? Yeah. You know, and like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for all the athletes that we have and for all the work that they've put in, uh, in this training cycle. And I'm grateful that they're still willing to borrow equipment and train in their garage gyms and still, um, ask us for feedback and stuff like that and programming. And, um, I'm grateful for Grayson. He's, he's been a fantastic business partner and I'm also grateful that, uh, I'm still here. Uh, I'm still alive and kicking. I know things aren't great, but I'm still here. I still get to experience this. And this is a part of history. Not a great part of history, but it's a part of history. Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, one... Um, was it uh, was it Robert Wright, the guy who wrote that book on stoicism that we listened to the interview oh, with recently? Uh, I, think, I think that might be his name, yeah. I, I think that was him. But one of the things that he... He mentioned was that what one of the stoic approaches you can do whenever you're encountering um, a really hard time is instead of saying thinking about how miserable it is right now, think of it as how good of a story is this going to be in like five years. William Irvine. <laughs> William Irvine. Yeah, okay. a guide to the good life. I think guide to the good life. Yeah. yeah. So you know, thinking about it as. This is going to be a really great story oh, yeah. to tell some it's young kids be a fantastic in story. like five years. You know, it's just like, man, you don't even, you have no idea. This one time we had, you know, we all had to stay home. We for survived a month the and Rona. A half. Um, <laughs> we went you know, crazy in our homes for like a month. So trying to think of, you know, setbacks and challenges as how how good of a story it's going to be in a few years once you make it through you yeah because well, then because then you think of it more as like you know this is just the you know conflict in the novel yeah and we're waiting for a resolution so like you're 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 living the story and you know that kind of helps me reframe uh, yeah when i get too distressed it's like well I mean, at least we'll have <laughs> we'll have some good stories and you know like for me i think that uh one of the reframing that I'm trying to do for this particular setback is I've never been, um, I always like to work with people in person. Sure. You know, we have people that we work with online, but it's harder. Yeah. And I, I think harder. that having more people online will make me get better at doing some of that kind of yeah that's a good outlook yeah for sure that's a good way to reframe it yeah and you know trying to think of okay well how do we creatively work out at home and maybe it'll you know help me get better at figuring out progressions for body weight movements you know so i'm trying to you know think of all these ways where it's like okay well just an example is like i had no idea how to upload videos on the internet sure. and yesterday i made a youtube channel oh, so there you go <laughs> necessity is the mother of invention yeah. and you know the obstacle is the way right yeah so trying trying to kind of reframe those things as much as you can in that fashion um you know if you're getting laid off or uh you know struggling or you're kind of out of work for a little bit it's like, okay well maybe this is the time that you can double down on that diet or uh or learn to live without a few things don't go out to eat as much don't order a bunch of like takeout food maybe start cooking your own meals at home like set it's, a book goal yeah you know, set like a book goal. read a book a week or yeah. um yeah. so I'm, I'm just trying to th- 
stay positive and think about these things in a way that, um, you know, I can kind of get some self-improvement out of it. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be an exercise in patience. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think everybody can kind of pick a few things and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be learn to cook something. Yeah. That's another one. I've been cooking a lot. Been cooking that's a lot. been, that's been kind of, okay. kind of fun. Cause you know, there's certain recipes that, you know, take a few hours. Like if sure. you want to make a really good spaghetti sauce, you got to cook that thing for like four hours. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Like especially like a Bolognese sauce. Okay. Uh, I, I probably pronounced that wrong, but Bolognese? it's like a, it's like a ragu. So it's, uh, oh. it's not a tomato based, like a Manara. Oh, it's like, so it's more rich, it's, more thick. It's like bacon and oh, that meat fantastic. with tomato paste and broth and red wine. And you simmer that for like, and like carrots and onions and stuff. And you simmer that for six hours oh, that sounds fantastic you, but you have to tend it the whole time oh I so see cooking that. something for a long time gives you stuff to do every day because you have to go in there and stir that thing every 15 sure, minutes yeah uh, another good example or recommendation i heard for at home cooking is like make some bread make your own bread yeah okay because it it take you have to let it rise it takes a few hours that's going to give you something to do all day, especially if you try to make a sourdough. That's true. Yeah, sourdough. Because sourdough, you gotta fold like you don't need. You mm-hmm. have to fold sourdough. Okay. And you have to fold it four times every thirty minutes for four hours. So that's how sourdough shows up on the shelf. Somebody's doing that somewhere else. And well, then... I, I'm sure that mass-produced oh, sourdough mass-produced. has okay. has yeah. something else going on. But like, if you buy like a, a artisan bread from Trader Joe's or something like. Where yeah, it's not made in a factory. It's somebody's, probably somebody's doing that. Somebody's doing a lot of work oh. to, to get a sourdough. Okay. And especially um, if you make your own, you can do your own fermentations at home. So you can make your own sour cream. Uh, I had a friend who made some cultured butter this week. He made his own butter. Uh, so you can, you can find these kind of labor intensive things that you don't normally have time to do in the kitchen and kind of try it out. You know, if you want to make, if you're a bone broth person, Make, sure. make your own bone broth. Nobody's buying pork knees, so you can you can buy pork knees for sure. They're still awesome <laughs> nope, out there. Nobody's hoarding bones, so so that that should still be around. But yeah, yeah I mean, my my general advice would just be try to try to find something to do, not necessarily productive. Yeah, but it like have to be productive. you know something new or you know giving yourself a challenge or just trying to trying to do something other than TV and phone. Yeah. I think it's going to be the big thing for me. Right. Um, I, I think look, my outlook on this whole thing is like I'm cautiously optimistic, right? I want to be optimistic about it. I want I want things to to normalize and get better and kind of I don't know if they'll go back to the way things were or they'll be different, but cautiously optimistic. Like I'm I want to be optimistic about it, but I also know there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot of aspects to it. So, um I think it's important that we we stick together and we don't do things like panic buy and hoard like products and things like that. Like that's I don't think that's necessary. But uh, I think that if we just look out for each other and try to maintain some semblance of being a human being, we'll be okay. Yeah, we'll absolutely. Okay. And I think I want to take like a quick moment to to shout out a couple things that USAW is doing. Um, if you're stuck at home and you've been wanting to get your level one. Uh, certification. They're doing an online oh, level yeah. one certification now, so you can do that. Um, also, if you're lifting in your garage and you say needed to post a total to improve your, you know, entry total for whenever youth nationals happens or whenever nationals happens, right? Because right? those are going to be rescheduled. Hmm. 
they're doing an online qualifier. So you can record the lift, film your weights, just like they do for a CrossFit event. Yeah. And then a, a referee will watch your videos and you can get an official total yeah, but from you, your garage. You do have to officially weigh in though. Yes. You can't just do it on a home scale. Oh, okay. So, so I think it has some... to be an official, there has to be some kind of official weigh-in scale because like my home scale is like three kilos off. So I could be three kilos over and you know, making those lifts, but I'm, I'm out of my weight class. So there has to be some, some okay. So some you do have to weigh in, in on video. So, you know, check, check the rules. But if you, you know, if we're definitely locked down for three weeks, you know, put, put yourself on a little training program and see if you can max out on video and yeah. get that thing to count. You yeah. Know? So and, give and maybe, yourself a challenge. maybe by September, AO3 will be up and we'll all have a good time in Vegas. And, oh, I hope you know, so. And that would be great. Like I, I that would be the sigh of relief. I would like to see uh, that happen. Like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, it's, it's something that I'll look forward to, but you know, also keep in mind that things could stay the way they are for a little bit, but um, yeah, just make sure that you guys are, using those resources that are available to you like USAW if you want to get your level one or just get better at lifting they're doing that online um, juggernaut just released a two-week home program workout through virus international um, and it's completely free you can download it um, if you get an email from them and then uh, Grayson is providing home workouts for people um, based on their individual equipment needs and and their equipment um, availability and he's, he's been doing a good job of, of keeping y'all up to date with your, your training and stuff like that. So if you have questions for us, you can't join the gym right now, but if you'd like to be a remote athlete, we might be able to bring you on that way. Um, if you're training in your gym and you need some coaching, um, you know, there's, that's definitely an option that we, we can make available to you at, at this point in time. And in the future, bring you into the gym if it, if it opens again. Yeah, so uh, reach out to us at ASA Weightlifting at Gmail if you'd like a copy of the home workout programs. Um, I'll continue to make little video updates and uh, kind of little little instructions for, for those sort of things. And uh, we'll be in touch, guys. We'll uh, be recording again within a week. So um, until next time, guys, uh, happy PVC lifting. Yeah. All right. Take care, y'all.